0: A solidus snake of gender. Read it and weep subsequently. Had to get a blood test done. Had to get a blood test done. You know, just to, to with the HRT. Yeah. With the estrogens and the spiros um, my me meds that I take to, you know, be a trash girl.
1: Do you have the right levels of titty within you? Yeah, well, I've got I've got perfectly
0: balanced levels of titty in me. Ooh. My estrogen is at currently a low to average 86. My testosterone is at a suppressed 86. I am perfectly balanced as all things should be. Or, as my friend Louis put it, I am now Thanos. <laughs>
1: Oh. So you're the opposite of those gamers who are like minimax. You've got to go, you've got to go smallest or biggest on any stat. Everything has to be at one end or the other. You're like, no, no, I've got a balanced
0: build here. It's it's going well. Jack of all genders, yeah. I'm like <laughs> jack of all genders. You know, I'm I'm or Jill, well
1: Jackal, <laughs>
0: because I'm right Jackal in the middle. Jack of all genders.
1: Jack of all genders. Hell yeah,
0: my pelvis is astride the gender fence. I am right in the middle of Boy Girl, and the only thing that can take that away from me is more estrogen, which I shall gobble by the bucket load, (laughs) Laura and Conrad Zimmerman.
1: Oh, join the team, join the team. Just just fucking gobble them down. Have them like they're a little breakfast snack. You're like, oh, (gasps) I'm a bit peckish. Throw some more down me, why not? Hell yeah, a couple wheat
0: of in a bowl. Yeah. Sprinkling of estrogen. <laughs> splash of ice cold milk, or as Conrad would have it, loads of milk. He likes his he likes his cereals soggy.
1: Obviously have soy milk with it, because apparently of that, that does the estrogen thing as well. You yeah. know, it's just like a link. Fill myself. Fill myself with estro.
0: It's gonna be great. In other life news, everyone, sorry to make this all about me. <laughs> In other life news, Conrad knows this I discovered a terrible thing That is bad for me But also awesome There is a vending machine downstairs In my apartment building It is behind the elevators I always suspected it was there Because sometimes the back door of the elevator opens People know how to do it, I don't know how But I, I, I always, I've looked through and I thought I swear there's a vending machine in there There's two, one for food, one for drink Not interested in the food but the other one has Snapples in it. <gasps> this is bad news oh, for me. No. This is bad news for a trash girl trying to lose weight. I love Snapple and it has got in it Apple Snapple and Kiwi Strawberry Snapple. They are my best ones from Snapple. I didn't know there was more than one Snapple type. I've been living a sheltered life. hmm there's fucking loads. There's snapples in that vending machine I've never tried. I think there's a grape one. I'm not going to drink now. I don't like grape drink. But there's things in there. There's a mango madness. I have had that one before. It's all right. It tastes like mango. This is bad news. However, there is one barrier that I think is going to, like, help not have too much snapple. And that's the fact that vending machine stole my fucking money last night. Oh, no. I thought to myself, right. If, well, no. It didn't steal my money. A woman stole half a drink from me unknowingly. Oh. Oh. It's the worst story. You know the one. I fucking, I'm down there. I've got, I've got to put $2 bills in. You pay for the convenience. Yeah. I put one in, right? No problem. Won't accept the other one. (gasps) Won't accept. It wasn't even that crinkly, but it was not going in. Shoving it, pushing it, trying to get it in. I was also trying to get the money in the vending machine. And (laughs) a man walked past and I stopped him. I don't normally stop people, but I really wanted that Snapple. I didn't need it. Heavens no. But I wanted it. And it became a principal thing in the end. I I swear I've got like... I've seen $1 bills all over the place in this house. You know, it's like I'm a stripper. Uh, A lazy one that doesn't pick up the money afterwards. But like, I swear, like I've got pockets full of cash that just like comes from wrestling stuff and, and... like random things um and that was the only dollar bill i had so i asked the man he didn't have one i asked the um lady who works in the lobby she didn't have one and then as i'm asking her in the lobby as i'm asking maria i hear some fucking person was behind that elevator helping herself to a bottle of drink, not even the Snapple I wanted, which is insulting in a way. She clearly only had to put a dollar in, the other dollar was mine, and I had to share an elevator with her, and I was too polite to point at the bottle and say
1: half of that's mine. (laughs) I don't know how American vending machines work. Could you have, before you left the vending machine... Got it to give you back your dollar. In theory. I was pressing all the buttons. Okay, yes. I I don't know if that works when it's not coins, because we only use coins over here. I pressed buttons, tried to get stuff back.
0: Uh, Couldn't get it. I went back up to my apartment, and I was like, you know what, I'm not letting the machines win. (laughs) So I searched. And actually found two crisp dollar bills in my gay denim jacket, which I made gay by putting badges on it, which is all you have to do to make something gay. Agreed, cover yeah. It in pins and buttons. And so I went back downstairs and I got it. And then I said to the lady who works in the lobby, I don't need this, but it's the principle of the thing. So that was my $3 Snapple. That's too much for a Snapple. That's a lot for a Snapple. We're going to have our Snapple evening. I don't know if, if you know about this, Laura. I'm inviting Kimberly Spirit, a.k.a. Katie V, and Conrad over for a Snapple and Baby Bell evening, which is the most childish take on wine and cheese. And, and Katie's going to bring charcuterie in the form of Lunchables.
1: <gasps> oh, wow. This sounds like an amazing time. You mm-hmm. have such
0: wondrous plans. Indeed. And not to make this podcast all about me, but... <laughs> I do want to briefly touch on saturday night and also thank both yes. of you publicly i mean again you've had a bit too much thanks
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> 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 no so there's no there's not enough thanks for everything you've done saturday night was rise returns it was mostly amazing I won't touch too much on the misgendering that happened, but long story short, the commentators had to be replaced halfway through because uh, one of them was not even making the tiniest shred of effort to gender me properly, despite having cue cards being told by me and others, and at one point being publicly called out by MV in an absolutely fire off-the-cuff shoot promo. Just wouldn't make the effort, and the other one wouldn't correct him and was fucking up half the time. Um, it was embarrassing, For me, heartbreaking as someone who was trying to assert their identity because, you know, all previous Rise material was pre-transition. It was a shame.
1: Hats off to Sean Phoenix for winning the chat back on Twitch. Sean walked in and within minutes everyone was like, okay, you are the saviour, we trust you everything's fine again.
0: So, yeah, Sean Phoenix and Marcus Mann uh, replaced the commentary. And none of this is on Rise. Rise stepped up. Yeah. They pulled commentary. They are re-recording the commentary.
1: That's, I think, the thing that like needs, needs emphasising is they are going out of their way so that when people watch the VOD of this in future, they will not have to see this. And that's wonderful. That is more than I yes. expected. That is great of them. Yeah,
0: because I can't show any clips of this show. The misgendering is just on such a level that it is... It's over every usable bit of footage of me, including the reveal that is like the big payoff to all my wrestling stuff on Jimquisition when I fight Craig. (laughs) And you can stop fucking holding your neck like it still hurts, Craig. Get back in the corner and put the reindeer suit back on and wash the morph suit.
1: Well, thankfully, you will be able to share it soon, as much of a shame as it was in the moment. Yeah.
0: But, but huge thanks to Laura. You ran the pre show, you got. Like yeah. you got people up to speed on who the talent was, and you do really well at that shit, and and I love that you've been getting into the indie wrestling
1: scene as a result. Oh, doing the pre shows for this has has gotten me legitimately into the the sort of Pittsburgh uh, indie wrestling scene. And how could you not like Envy Young, Ziggy High? Yeah, I I just finished watching through season one of Canteen today, watching the whole the the finale of that, and then when someone. Comes in after the winner's been announced And does their whole thing And I was like, oh, oh, I'm invested
0: Yeah, I love Enjoy, they got storylines They have backstage segments It's like, it's what I want
1: I subscribe to a YouTube channel that is just wrestling I'm in, yeah. this
0: has happened Hell yeah. yeah Every Thursday for the next couple weeks By the way, enjoy wrestling on YouTube A new episode of Canned Heat Thursday 8pm Eastern uh, I appear throughout season 2 Uh, doing machinations, um, Mm. making friends, and planning enemies. And one day, one day, I'm going to fight Edith Surreal and it's going to be beautiful. That's my dream is to... Like I'm, I'm in training, as I think I've said. Uh, my plan is to get good enough to be worthy of an Edith surreal match.
1: Side note: I was watching the fight with uh, Still Life with Apricot and Pears, where the mask is stolen from season one of Enjoy. Yes. Oh. Mm.
0: I want that mask.
1: Oh, and then the the oh the comeuppance in episode four with oh, mm-hmm. mm. Enjoy are great. Like their booking is great. Uh, Enjoy Rise and, and Polycult Party I'm, I'm, I'm in now I'm here I'm following the wrestling Yes
0: And the fact they're all working together We just need to get the canon straight Because Well, I won't give spoilers But we need to get <laughs> the canon straight Because I think So many indie wrestling promotions Are like Competing and trying to undercut each other And they make each other weaker Enjoy and Rise And the Polycult Party Working together That's strong That's a strong brand. They all share the same talent anyway. Like, I see the same people turn up to watch them. It's just wise. And we've already had, you know, Ziggy Haim, quote unquote, won the grand championship. Oh, by the way, folks, I'm grand champion regent again.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
0: Ziggy wouldn't give the belt back, but it don't matter. I've got one. I was interrupted throughout the night by pretenders to the throne. I didn't get to show it off, but I did defend it against Craig the Intern, prick. Beautiful choke slam on that fucker. I got a huge pop for it because of the Sterling section. It yeah. was a huge section, the Sterling section. <laughs> when, I, when I beckoned Craig over and said, you realise I have to choke slam you now, right? Big pop. Um, but, but, sorry, to circle it back round, Conrad, thank you. Oh,
1: you're welcome. Fucking great. Ran the night smooth as
0: anything. Ran the stream, you know, I think all of us were like, "God, I hope this works," uh, especially
2: with the tech issues. Like, yeah, I would like to say I, I have managed to watch back some of the VOD, and and I do want to the the audio clipping. There's a couple problems there, and and one of them directly relates to the fact that that thing ran from a five G hotspot. Taped to a window (laughs) Connected by a 10 foot USB cable to my laptop So We did our best
1: I think we did pretty well For our first time First time doing this I think we did all right. It was a gym with like Concrete Like thick concrete walls
0: It was hard to get reception It was crazy
2: hard To get reception there That was the only place In the venue That I could be (laughs) positioned Where I felt assured At least the stream Would go down at some point
1: I'm fairly happy With how I did I will say you did great. Given the fact that I, I had to I had to cut about a third of my rehearsed thing out on yeah. the fly, I think I did alright.
0: Like I was hoping to get some like mat practice time with Brandon, um, but it just wasn't happening. The timing just wasn't going on.
1: For a first run, I think we did real
0: good. Oh hell yeah. And you know, Hats off to Rise as well for being so organized and well put together. Oh, yeah. oh. I've never worked for a wrestling company as organized as Rise. And we're going to try and do this live streaming thing again for the Polyam, yep. Polyam Cult Party 4 on July 3rd. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, if I recall correctly. Um, I will have more details on that. It's it's not far away, so unfortunately I won't have the same kind of build I had for Rise. But you know, I'm going to promote the hell out of it. It's in Brooklyn. Go to MV Young's Twitter, the only MV Young, and there's uh, contact details because it's kind of an invite-only thing. But like, you can ask for an invite, and there will be some still.
1: I'm going to be doing a pre-show again. Yeah. We're going to do one of them. Get everyone up to speed. Tell everyone what's up. Book MV Young
0: at iCloud.com. Book MV Young all one thingy at icloud.com if you're in brooklyn near brooklyn can get to brooklyn on july 3rd ask about tickets i would always love to see you there it always means so much to me and my god the amount of fans who turned up on saturday was unbelievable um i won't you know give out names and stuff just as a precaution but someone came from utah yeah and was also absolutely just so sweet, yeah. So sweet and lovely. And gave me a scarf and wrote me a little letter, and it was really sweet. And like the entire Sterling section, as it turned out to be, was like so overwhelmingly queer as well. To see like just so many gender queer and, and gender fluid and, and trans people turning up, it was just incredible. I mean, it does make it hard to be a heel <laughs> <laughs> to the point where at least one um, friend of mine at Rise is like. I'm going to try and, and request that you go face because you sort of have to be. I think I can still turn it around and get the crowd to hate me more.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and honestly on Saturday it was kind of the the first time I ever considered that, you know what? I might be able to pull off this f- uh, baby face sort of thing.
1: A heel is an was is a natural entry point of something that you can perform very well. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see where that could go. Yeah. Uh, I know I want to stay heel
0: through the year yeah. because I've got plans, but maybe next year I can try it. You know, even as a heel, I get, like, a lot of laughs and stuff because that's my natural yeah. inclination. But, you know, we'll see where it goes. Not to make this all about me. But thank you again so much.
1: Thank you for having us. You did, you did great and wonderful, and we, 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 we love you. Yep. Thank
0: you. July 3rd. Uh polyam cold Party 4, Brooklyn. Invites available, uh just contact MV Young, and it should be streamed at four PM Eastern rather on July 3rd on Twitch TV Jim Sterling. Or, you know, I would say turn up at 3.30. Cause Laura will be doing another great pre-show She does so well And if you want to get caught up on the talent She gets you up to speed
1: Huzzah Anyway Yes I've got to be the podcast police I'm here
2: Oh no Oh I don't talk to cops All,
1: all cops are bastards except me and the podcast
0: cops I've seen nothing Actually I okay. do that every week anyway Video games n- Never heard of them officer <laughs>
1: Ah, it's fine it was it was a test i'm not a cop at all are you sure laura if you're a cop you have
0: to tell me if you're podcast yeah you have to
1: if i'm a podcast cop i have to tell you that i'm a
0: podcast cop so no i'm not a podcast cop you have to tell us
1: what video games have you both
0: played this week i dropped a crash test dummy on the floor oh no i dropped one of my incredible crash dummies i've lost the limbs they're scattered around the office it's broken Sorry. <laughs>
1: Conrad, have, have you played anything this week?
2: No, I I played Earth Defense Force World Brothers. I played more of that. Hell yeah. So did I. Yeah. It's the only yeah. game I played. As I was uh, working on setting up stuff for the show the night before the show in the hotel room, you know, working stuff around the computer and in the background, I can hear this... Which is the noise of the quick reload ability of the gaucho sister on the, <laughs> coming <laughs> from the switch
0: the fucking yodler is the best character yeah the yodler is the best right so earth defense force it's pre it's the first earth defense force i've liked conrad i i uh, took your advice on that your recommendation sold me it's good, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's good. If it, like it's, I completely can see why this would be someone's first one that they liked, because it feels mm-hmm. like a, f- a complete finished product.
0: Yeah, and the visuals are cute. It's a really interesting idea to suddenly go like blocky mm-hmm. looking a bit like the 8-bit hero game which i really wanted to like back in the day it was it was all right it was all right you know a seven um i hoped to really love it but it's one mm.
2: that i tried several times to play and it eventually did i think get through it but it, it took multiple attempts yeah. to force myself through
0: it's hard to it was hard for me to kind of stick with it for very long yeah and it, it took me a while to get into edf world brothers just in terms of Finding the right weapons and
2: characters for me.
1: hmm
0: What ones have you got, Conrad?
2: Uh, my team consists of a sniper, of the wing diver that you start with. Uh-huh. Uh, after the first mission, uh, with the pulse rifle that, that oh no, I just upgraded that to, I think it's called a Goliath. Uh-huh. It's, it's this big, beefy, like, punch press.
0: Nice is that like a melee weapon because I found those are really effective on wing divers
2: are they i no it's not yeah. it's it's what it's the close range it's their default um weapon ability
0: oh it's in close range oh okay, lance and shield mm-hmm. it's usually like it's it's the default weapon of like the big bulky sort of black knight looking character yeah
2: Goliath is a, a, another one of those it's yeah. just a bigger damage gotcha. um. So I've got that. I have the Amigo Brother. Uh-huh. Because they have the Molotov Cocktail Throw. Nice. That is really effective against any of the swarming uh, ants. And I have a artillery on them that's pretty good. Nice, nice. I just swapped out a Prince Brother. Okay. Which has the Tornado that I really like. Oh, the one whose, like, default is the the
0: insect weapon
2: yeah it comes with the scarab i switched yeah. into a um a, a rocket launcher pretty quickly gotcha.
0: yeah it's a weird weapon that scarab. yeah on. it is it's strange i think you literally just shoot them and then they attack yeah yeah you throw it
2: out there and it homes in on enemies yeah it doesn't feel like you're attacking because it's so indirect i replaced them with a tapioca sister because you had been excited about them
0: which one's that I forget the exact
2: names. That's the one that the, uh, like, the Voorhees mask and the pom-pom hair. Ah, like the pop idol. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not feeling it, though. And it's probably just this one that I have because it is so slow outside of sprint. So slow. I'm
0: thinking of swapping her out,
2: except the Naruto run that she does is really useful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, when if I wanted to travel pretty quickly on ground, that sprint is good. But I have the wing diver for... Right. You know, general travel, so don't worry too much about that I
0: hate swapping round just to get about mm-hmm. I really wish that every character had a sprint They don't all have to be the same speed But, like, some of them are just not mobile And it's frustrating, it doesn't feel good And some,
2: But some of that is also, you know, by design explicitly like your fencers are supposed to not be particularly mobile and so not having a sprint means that you can't get them out of combat you have to come up with some other way to do that so that i I understand the gameplay reason for it being there and it is for me it's just so easy to switch to another character in most circumstances
0: i wish it would be a tiny bit more um quick about it because You've got to, at least from my experience, you've got to make sure your character is still sometimes in order to swap. Um, I've had no problem swapping in the air, mm. but at times when I'm moving on the ground, I'm like, I want to swap. And it like there's a delay of a second because I've got to press it twice. Hmm. It doesn't
2: always feel fluid to me. I don't know if I've run into that problem. Uh-huh. You know, you get caught by some of those big ants, you know, and if your mobility character happens to be the one that's caught. You're, you're fucked, right? Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of balancing out a team. My last one's a, a gaucho sister with a really good sniper rifle uh-huh. with a great rate of fire on it. I, I've actually reached a point now where if it's a stage with flying enemies. That's it. We're done. <laughs> I, I, I switch to her and start popping them off. Yeah. And her regen, because of an accessory I think I have on her, is fast oh, nice. enough from killing enemies on her special ability that I can get the reload going. And then the reload doesn't stop until all the enemies are dead. Sweet. Because by the time I'm, you know... Fifty or uh, 75% of the way through that reload, it's already recharged from all the kills I've done during it. Nice. So yeah, I'm having fun with that. I'm real close to the end of the story. I think I'm like, yeah, maybe two missions to go. I'm not very far at all because I've been replaying missions over and over and over again. Mm-hmm.
0: I switched yeah. up to hard after you said that you get weapon, like your weapons level up on the hard difficulty. So yeah, I've been getting some higher level
2: weapons. Well, and you also get more armor from uh, completing them at the higher difficulties yeah. too. Yeah. That's the one problem that I have in terms of like – being motivated to change up my team and try different uh, characters is that they've gained so much armor by this point yeah that they're far and away the best just choice to progress sure so I'm you know swapping out whichever one I'm least enjoying with something else at least so that they'll get armor gain and to its credit weaker armored characters will gain significantly more armor from sure. completing missions with a, a team so that's good
0: yeah it's
2: it's still a lot
0: of fun, and I am... i am It's got big ants in it.
2: It's got big ants. And the characters are good. I think 42 missions or something in there. Yeah. And I'm about halfway through them playing on hard also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, I think, two difficulty settings after that, and it's just a, a ton to collect. I said last
0: week, like, people have always assumed I like EDF because I like Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. But part of what I like about this is very Dynasty Warriors in loads of characters that behave similarly, but have different gimmicks. Mm -hmm. Like collecting the ridiculous, I think like at one point it was over 70. Actually, I think they've had character rosters in the hundreds now in, in Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Like I love that. Uh, unlocking characters and i like the randomized elements there's no money involved Nope. i mean there's fucking tons of dlc there's plenty of money involved there but yeah um the actual characters in game you know i like going into a level and there's three random characters to to unlock um my current team is have you tr- have you got the yodeler i can't remember their exact names
2: i've got the Yodler, but i don't know that oh, i've used them she's
0: so good Right. I've put a a plasma rocket launcher on her Mm -hmm. and she I I should probably put something more close range on her because, well, she's the closest range I've got. But she throws down a little cube with a musical note on it and it makes the ants and the other insects dance uh, so they can't attack. They just sort of cutely bounce up and down with little musical notes above their head. And her fucking special is a huge area of effect heal.: Oh You can't play as her when she's doing it. you have to switch to attack. Yeah, but you keep your characters in there. Their health
2: shoots up, and
0: she's singing the whole time,
2: and it's really fun.: The Amiga brother's a similar t- type okay. of stat boost, except it's, it's attack and speed up. Mm. And so it doubles damage if you're in nice. the radius. And so I'll do that with the gaucho sister on the reload and just clear huge things oh wow
0: yeah i can imagine that yeah because she gets the bullet time with the fast reload yeah I've also got, I've got the Pop idol though I might switch around. I've got her with a sniper rifle. That one that just fires a really, like a ridiculously wide line of individual bullets.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: That just sweeps through. Like, it reminds me of the, the wide, not the plasma cutter, but the wider version of it in Dead Space. The contact beam. Yeah, just a sweep of bullets. That's really useful when there's just a big clump of ants. And she's got the Naruto run. I like characters with mobility. So mm-hmm. I've got two characters to get around with. So she's got the Naruto run, and her special is just throwing. This is why I might swap her out because the healing on the Odler is so good that I don't really need the special that the Pop Idol has where she throws yeah. individual healing items, which is less effective a heal. But I do like masks and the the Voorhees mask with the the fake chains are on the. Like it's a really cool look for that character. So I've got a Prowler, which. I find more effective and fun to get around with than any of the flying ones. So I don't Mm -hmm. have a flying one. Uh, I use the Prowler who can sprint ridiculously fast just without that being a special or anything. It's just a click the stick in Mm -hmm. and has the attack on Titan wires. So you can, you know, jump in the air and just throw them at the floor and zip or you can hit buildings and zip round them like Spider Man or, or into insects. It's really fun. Like it can, it took a little while to nail it. Um, the only issue is her special is both awesome and fucking annoying to use. She summons a giant ant <laughs> and, and you can ride it. How is that not awesome? Because. Y- It behaves like a survival horror protagonist from the 90s. You have to swivel it round and make it go forwards. And it's really hard to line up like shots because it attacks like a, a regular enemy and... So it makes it hard to line up the acid shots or to make a melee attack. And it's like, why can't it just move like a normal character?
2: I was just about to ask if you'd run across any of the vehicles yet.
0: Yeah, I found a tank and it behaves the same way as the ant. Like it's just make it behave like a character. It would automatically be awesome. The ant is so good in concept, but such a pain in the ass to control that I rarely use it. And rounding out the team is a royal guard. I was having an astronaut because they were cute, but the Royal Guard has, uh, can throw down walls mm-hmm. to make barriers, and the special is just a little row of toy soldiers that automatically fire, which is cute, and I've got a, a sniper rifle on him. I like the sniper rifles a lot, especially Me that too. one because it's got auto-aim. A sniper rifle plus auto-aim is devastating yep like even more than an area of effect weapon you can effectively take down multiple enemies real quick um so yeah i'm enjoying it i'm happy with the team um but i do like experimenting so i i I have a slot that i'll just swap characters out in and out of Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it looks nice it's cute it's it's fun uh it's very silly and as you said last week, it's uh, very much a, a gl- globalist game—a <laughs> very sort of work together, don't isolate.
2: It's a message of global unification.
0: Yeah, get your miso soup by working together as a as a world, as a as a planet. Come on, come on, gang! Let's pull it together. Let's unite, unity. Reach across the aisle. <laughs> I mean, don't do that if they're Nazis. There are no Nazis in Earth Defense Force World Brothers that I know of. That would be a questionable character to pick up.
2: No, but there are German special forces units that are uncomfortably attired for me. I mean, they're not, like, but it's still... Yeah, I haven't found any cops yet, though, so... No, no cops. I've seen no cops. He's low
0: on fash. Yeah. And that's Earth Defense Force World Brothers. It's (laughs) good. It's a good game. Oh, that's better. Sorry, the editor of the last Polyam Cult sizzle reel replied to me saying, oh shit, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, still offended, I'm that forgettable, but it's like, put me in the sizzle reels, I'm the Polyam Cult party's
1: biggest draw. Look, look at you, you you, you, were you, you you are a belt holder, you have been for longer than most most yeah. people there, you know. I, I, I can't name many people who've, who've held a title as long as you. I'm the first openly queer title holder in
0: Mississippi and Alabama not to make this all about me. Exactly. I am a draw, and folks, my choke slams are safe, okay? Admittedly, the one at the Polyam cult party was sort of a first for me as a choke slammer and uh, Kimberly
1: Spirit as a choke slammy. It was stiff, but she was safe. People watching at home, trust the people at the wrestling event doing the wrestling to tell the wrestlers if they've done an unsafe wrestle. Yeah. And I know some people just want to fucking insult
0: me, as I've seen from people vandalising certain articles about me in revenge for attacking gamers over saying Scott Cawthon sucks. It's funny that the hardcore gamers who shout on Five Nights at Freddy's for years i suddenly
1: offended on a personal level that I said Scott Cawthon sucks. It's almost like they don't really care about Scott Cawthon, they care about the calling out of of LGBT phobia. Yeah. Anyway,
0: the choke slam I did on Sean Phoenix was perfect and the one I did on Craig was deserved. <laughs> I'm just saying, I do I give good choke slam. I choke slam people. Sorry about that. I don't want to make this all wrong. Right, right. What did you play, Laura, my darling?
1: Oh, I'll make it about me. I played played a thing. Okay. I played Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. I have
0: been thinking of starting that up.
1: Is this this Yuffie? Yeah, this is the Yuffie DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Nice. So, first of all, I will say it's complicated as fuck to actually move your save over to PS5 from PS4 if you're a person doing that. Oh, what? You've got to download the game on PS4 pick an individual save, upload it from within the game, download the PS4 version and then the PS5 version of the game on PS5 to download that save. It was not a quick process to do, unfortunately. Mm. Um, But once that was out of the way, I really like the Eufy DLC for this. It gets a really good balance of introducing a new character, progressing the plot in some meaningful ways introducing just enough of a threat to be like, hey, this feels like you're dealing with something substantial, but if you skip this DLC, it's not going to be the end of the world if you just jump into part two. Yeah. I really like how Yuffie plays, control-wise. So unlike the base game where you have a party of characters who you can sort of swap which one you're controlling mid-gameplay, here Yuffie has another character with them who essentially works as an extension of Yuffie's moveset.
0: Oh, this is Dingus Almighty, isn't
1: it? The hot new character, Dingus Almighty. I mean, might as well be Dingus Almighty. Um, ah. So basically, you've, as Yuffie alone, you've, you've got your regular melee attacks, you can throw your big shuriken and make it do attacks from a distance, and some of the specials around that are kind of cool. Like, you can do a spell to have a specific elemental element on your shuriken, so then you're doing... Basically free elemental magic casts from a distance so long as you can sort of keep that going. But you've got Dingus McStrongface who basically you have a button dedicated to a synchronized attack mode. You do more damaging and more aggressive attacks when you're synchronized with this other character. But at the expense of their MP meter just basically doesn't recover while you're doing that. And if they do get damaged, they are going to take a lot more damage. So it is about this sort of ebb and flow of when you choose to put the pressure on and pulling back so that they can build up their meter again. It plays very interestingly. I, I very much enjoyed it. The secret star of this DLC, though, is nothing to do with, you know, going around Doing Final Fantasy fights You know when you sometimes play a, a game And there's a mini game within it And the mini game is f- more fleshed out Than it has any right to be
2: You mean like in Final Fantasy 8 uh, The card game
1: Yeah, yeah So this has a fictional... Very condensed down a MOBA in
2: it. What? Oh, for fuck's sake!
1: Fort Falcon or something like that. It... Oh, is it
0: based on like the Phoenix thing from the the original game where you eventually get the Phoenix material?
1: It's vaguely themed around the same sort of concept. So hmm. it is. It is a little three on three game that is played in t- uh, two to three minute rounds, and you have three towers to defend. Before you go into the match, you pick units that have rock, paper, scissors style strengths against each other. And they're all on cooldowns. And it's basically, can you deploy your units in the correct way that you can destroy your opponent's towers before they destroy yours? Or have destroyed more of them than they have destroyed when the timer runs out? You can drop units down as far forwards as your furthest unit has managed to push forward. So if you have a unit that has made it to the enemy towers, you can be dropping new units right down on on their doorstep, which is really nice. I don't usually enjoy, like, the whole MOBA mechanics, but this is so stripped down, so it's basically just, do you want to wait longer and put out a big unit, or do you want to get lots of small units out now? Where do you want to drop them? Can you knock their towers down before they knock yours down? And... There's a whole little side quest where you have to go find consecutively stronger enemies to defeat, and there's a little reward at the end. I got really into playing it. It was a lot of fun. It's one of those things where I'm like, I'd play more of this if you gave me more of it. Give me like a six hour campaign, I'll play through it, sure. <laughs> but yeah, that 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 DLC, it does it does a little to progress the, the, the main plot, but it's mainly just, it's like seven or eight hours more Final Fantasy VII Remake. And it's the right sort of length that if you sit down for a long afternoon you can you can probably do it in one sitting. And it was just nice to get back into playing that game. Uh-huh.
0: The Yuffie chapter or or whatever, is it independent or do you get to it at a certain point in the campaign?
1: It is independent. It shows up as a separate option on the main menu okay. where you can just go. It assumes that you have completed the main campaign. Gotcha. I have. It is narratively set around the time of the end of the main campaign. Gotcha. Your characters carry over, presumably. So all of your stuff that you have in your save will carry over. So, for example, if you want to equip Yuffie with all of the materia you have collected in the base game, you can do that. She does like materia. Yeah. It's a whole thing. You don't do a lot of interacting with the main party this sort of is leading up to Yuffie bumping into the main party by the end of right,
0: it Right, there's
1: a lot of like oh there's those people I wonder if they'll be relevant to the narrative for Yuffie in a minute uh-huh. there's a lot of that going on gotcha. but you have you have your money you have access to that you have access to all your materia it's not disregarding the fact you've played the, the main game cool And there are some items you can get in this that presumably will then be available in part two when it eventually happens. Like, oh, here's a summon that I collected in the DLC that I'll have access to and whatnot. That's neat.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking of getting... Well, I've been thinking of replaying Final Fantasy VII Remake in general. I re-downloaded it. Yeah. The one issue I had was I really need items. I really need to use items. I wanted to do, like, New Game Plus on harder mode but that disables items and i just get fucked i'm not good enough to do it yeah. without potions agreed items are amazing why would yeah. they not let you have them because gamers Ugh. sorry let me just attack gamers for a moment let me oh, just gamers are the worst let me just attack the hardcore gamers <laughs> i love a good video game but oh gamers oh, fucking
1: hell everyone who's ever played a game is a dick a dinner of dicks but yeah, no, I I, I well thought this was worth jumping back into, mm-hmm. and it has made me want to replay Final Fantasy VII Remake. Very cool. I might replay it and then get Integrate. Yeah, it reminded me how fun that base game is, and yeah. it made me want to go back and play it more. Well,
0: I guess I have got integrate just without the Yuffie chapter, because I couldn't download it, and it said I already have it, but I can't tell. I had to look it up how to get it because you can't just get it. It's weird and convoluted. Yeah. So I think I've got the the PS5 one.
1: Yeah, other other than that I've just been I've been playing some old older PlayStation stuff. Oh yeah. To varying degrees of interest. Um I went back and played Flower. Oh wow, that's a blast from the past. That's a pretty
0: that game. pretty game. Very nice. I think I gave it like a 10 because it was there's nothing wrong with it.
1: It is a lovely game as long as you are not necessarily expecting to get much out of it, it's narrative is um no it's narrative is not what you play it for
2: yeah no I, I i played it to have a a meditative you know kind of largely relaxing experience like the you know couple last couple chapters of it are a little more intense but not Significantly so, and it's
1: one of those games where it's like I I tried to pay attention to its narrative, and it it it's like ah the the evils of technology ruining nature, except now we're building, building human society. Okay, don't worry about it. It is a very very beautiful bit of ethereal game of just float around, do nice stuff, colorful things happen on screen. It's very nice Zen headspace you can get into with it. Huh. I forget gyro is on the ps5 controller right yes it is yeah yeah
0: i thought so and flower works fine enough with that yeah
1: yeah yeah i played it on ps5 with the gyro stuff and it worked well i
0: might re-download
1: it it's been
0: a long time i
1: haven't played it in a long time like i go back and play journey every now and then but i don't tend to go back and replay any of that game company's other stuff yeah Journey
0: was another one that was another game of the year contender for me that one was fucking great Journey I think
1: really holds up to replaying oh god I want to play it Flower there is a little degree of like "Mm, this isn't the best thing that that game company ever did but it's still good I'd love a PS5 touch-up of that
2: see I still prefer Flower to Journey Journey just uh, never connected with me That's because you're a bad videos game man That's probably true
1: (laughs) Flower is lovely when you're not comparing it to other things It is, it is lovely on its own merits
2: Unless you're comparing it to Journey in which...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, the other thing I went and did is I started replaying... I I wanted to try Infamous Second Son again.
0: I wanted to try Infamous... I downloaded it at one point, then had no space on the PS5, so deleted it again. (laughs) But yeah, I was thinking of streaming Second Son. I've done that
2: myself in the last year and didn't actually start playing it. So,
1: mechanically, it is really fun. It's a good game. It's a fun, kind of, thoughtless, superhero-y game. The characters are a bit over the top and a bit exaggerated but they're yeah. fun in their own stupid way the one thing that i had forgotten quite how bad was in this game was the fucking morality choices that oh, well have yeah. absolutely zero fucking chill or nuance on them oh yeah that's always been a problem with that series i remember the
0: first ever choice in the infamous series was hmm i could give people this food or i could let them all starve <laughs> the, who the, even the, has that thought in their head yeah Cole, I think his name was Cole, there's something wrong with him to begin with, but
1: that's in his head. The first choice you get in Infamous Second Son is don't let your your family who are, you know, covering for you, don't let them get tortured, or let them get tortured. You know, actively put the blame on them, torture them. Yeah. It's like, the, the moral choices are kind of laughable. It's fun, In the same way that the mechanics of something like Saints Row 4 are, it's fun to just be the very powerful person running around blasting things uh, with bullets not really meaning much to you. Yeah. The smoke dash is really fun. It feels really nice to use. I was in the same situation. I've had it downloaded for like six months and not touched it, and I finally did, and I'm glad I did. That's good. Yeah, it's on my list of things I want to go back and replay. You were saying saying maybe coming back to it on stream.
0: I think it's a good game for that. I I imagine so, from what I remember. It's a good, you don't have to pay too much attention to it, string game. Yeah, you just sort of, like, just... Run around the open world Just blasting stuff From what I remember Basically Yeah And it's got that open world Sort of busy work thing That Yeah That does work on streams For sure Because of that Brain switch off Just go and Take down A number of bases I see a dot on the map Let's go shoot stuff exactly. For a minute Exactly Exactly I haven't played Anything else myself But Well I've got a wooden Pinball table Ooh Yeah It's like a little Sort of tabletop pinball thing It's uh, Not electric or anything. Um, I've got an electric one from 1979 coming. Ooh. But this one, it's like plastic framed wooden play table. It's real cute. I also have 67 packets of Skeleton Warriors cards. Oh,
1: beautiful. I'm
0: currently, at, well, I have 36 in my possession. I accidentally ordered another 31.
2: I think somebody else is shipping some to tomb- me. Yeah. yeah for you yeah
0: um from what i understand that might be like a full set or certainly opened jesus and i wanted these specifically for the stream so i don't think i've made unnecessary well the (laughs) amount i've got is an unnecessary
2: (laughs) i don't think i've made you can't even finish
0: the sentence (laughs) it took two hours two two very entertaining hours to open one pack of no two packs of of six cards (laughs) By the time my second order comes in... Oh, don't worry. One is the traditional red packet, like what we opened on the last stream. The ones that Conrad gave me. The others are blue. Ooh. Blue Ooh. packets. Um, so, yeah, I ordered 36... <laughs> oh, I, I can't finish this sentence either. I ordered 36 Fleer Skellon Warriors cards in one order. Thoughts the order didn't go through... Ordered another 31, to be sure. So that's a lot of cards. Far more than I'll ever be able to open on stream. But the thing is, I will make that money back, because no one cares about Square moria's Warrior's cards. It cost me less than... Let's have a look. I'd say less than 30 bucks to get them all. Way less, actually, looking at this. I'm just bad at math. Um, they were cheap enough to get hold of. And the stream in which I opened those packets you gave me, Conrad were more successful than any video game stream I've done in a while. (laughs) I'm not saying my audience has significantly changed. But on Twitch, I mean, let's face it, Saturday Night Stream went amazingly well. Mm -hmm. Better than I could have hoped for. um, Well above my average. And the Skeleton Warriors was high on the average end, and people were really into it. To be fair, the cards are hilarious. Uh, I showed them off on Conrad's stream as well a while back. Um, You know, I've got a prince trying to kiss a skeleton.
2: Oh, that's that's fantastic. I've got a bearded man,
0: a bearded dad, just punching a shocked (laughs) skeleton in the face. (laughs) I've got one of the dad on his own, and he's just got this smile. You know, it's a bit like Riker. And he's just got this really chill, hearty smile. (laughs) And and I, I need, I really want some of these, like, blown up somehow and framed and put on my wall of bullshit. I think they're genuinely, like, they're hilarious and just good enough artwork to be worth putting on my wall. Uh, <laughs> Fucking love these cards. Conrad, getting me these was brilliant. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> you like them. I love them.
1: Uh,
0: I love them so much I bought
1: 36- 67 <laughs> of them. <laughs> oh, wow. Right, should we talk about some news? Yeah.
0: I'll tell you what, Laurie, you want to talk about news? Anything you want. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet of you.
1: See that that Marvel's Avengers game? <laughs> <Very blue. laughs> it's shit. I like the single player campaign of that game, but I'm not going to defend the multiplayer and definitely not at this point so there was a there was a problem that happened with marvel's avengers this week where um the game started displaying some weird strings of uh digits above uh characters heads when they were playing uh initially unclear what they were you know there was a tweet from crystal dynamics that was like oh there's some some unexpected text appearing above your characters don't worry about it it's fine don't worry about it at least part of what was appearing above characters heads was The IP address that players were using for their internet, which meant that people streaming the game were accidentally streaming their home IP addresses. (sighs)
2: So
1: that's not ideal. No. That's real bad. That can have real bad negative consequences for people. This game isn't good. I like the story mode. I enjoyed the story. Well, don't stream it.
0: At least there was that 90-minute, felt like 90-minute Guardians of the Galaxy presentation, Uh, which I've been told, because I criticised it. I said it looks like an video game, and I said it had that Avengers problem of looking too much like the MCU characters. Oh, yes.
2: Yes, I was like, well, that is a vague approximation of Chris Pratt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like someone was so taken aback by it that they even went into the comments of other videos to tell me they're based on the comics they'd look like they were if they were yeah these games need more original art styles but like justin knows more about this stuff than me because he follows a lot of disney properties and and he reckons disney's never gonna let stuff stray too much I don't know. I don't know. But after Avengers, I'm not high on another Square Enix Marvel game. And that Guardians of the Galaxy just looks like, oh, triple A. Look,
1: I I enjoyed the Marvel's Avengers single player enough that I, you know, I enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy as a series of characters. Yeah. I'll probably play it. I mean, I'll probably play it. I'm just not expecting
0: to love it. I'm expecting it. I don't want to sound cynical. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people... People have, have suggested that I'm losing interest in, in like, all video game discussion and stuff. Well, yes. And I play it up on here because I am sick of the industry. Right. Uh, and I'm sick of a lot of the cyclical discussions and, 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 st- and me getting blamed for being repetitive when there really are only a handful of video game discussions in existence. And I am going to try and change that because I think the section of Jimquisition I did this week where I focused on indie games, I enjoyed that. I enjoy being excited for Skatebird. But I look at something like Gardens of the Gal- Gardens. I look at something like Guardians of the Galaxy and think to myself, it's triple A. What's the point anymore?
1: I mean, I still enjoy a good Triple A
0: spectacle. I enjoy a good one. Sure. I enjoyed Ratchet and Clank. Finish that off.
2: I thought Resident Evil Village was a grand time.
0: Hell yeah. But there are certain games I look at and think. A video game, like in terms of just ticking the boxes and looking factory standard.
1: I'm not expecting this to be anything amazing, but I enjoyed the single player story of the last Square Enix superhero
2: game. And as such, I give this a go. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to feel as though you're defending, you know, anything by expressing it because yeah, lots of people love this stuff. I'm, I've seen enough for me. If you're having fun with it, that's great.
1: I sometimes enjoy a dumb visual spectacle where I can turn my brain off and go big flashy lights happen. Oh, yeah. My brain like a big flashy light sometimes. Love one of those and I'll play (laughs) Res. Other stories we've got this week. I'm going to try and summarize this one as best I can, but it's a big, complicated story that has been going on for a little while and now feels like the week to address it. There has been an ongoing story for a couple of weeks about a game that is codenamed Abandoned. Now, the short version is, reportedly this is just a game from an indie developer that has maybe gotten a little out of hand with some marketing and some speculation about it. You may have seen this game discussed as the game that everyone is convinced is secretly a Kojima-developed Silent Hills. Yeah, I heard something about Kojima rumors. So I'm going to try and summarize, like... What the rumor mill was And how we got here And then talk about Where we're at with it So the short version is This game developer Tweeted a Kind of cryptic tweet As the first thing on their Twitter account That was like hey we're working on a game We're not ready to talk about the the final name of it But it starts with a S And ends with an L And some people Found that tweet and went Silent Hills that's the only possible thing it could be and from there on lots and lots of things were taken to be evidence based on the starting premise of it's definitely Silent Hills let's find some evidence of that so, first of all, people pointed to the fact that Kojima has done this in the past. Kojima made up uh, a fake studio called Moby Dick Studios. When teasing the Phantom Pain, he went as far as to hire a fake person to pretend to be the head of that studio. It's not the first time he has done that there's a lot of like very tenuous stuff. The studio is called Blue Box Studio and the PlayStation Studios logo has a blue box behind it. Oh, Maybe Sony's shit. publishing it. I feel so bad.
0: If this is an indie developer, I feel so bad for the dev who's shitting themselves right now.
2: Well. <laughs>
1: so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get
2: there. Yes, wait for it. I want to oh.
1: emphasize quite how much of this is very tenuous stuff that... If you're looking for it to fit, maybe it fits. This is like
2: uh, QAnon baking going on here. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: This sounds uncharacteristic for gamers to just put weak evidence together and jump to a conclusion. And
2: in their defense, let's talk about who they're looking at and thinking is engaged. Because. That man has been up to some fuckery in the past
1: Yes
0: He's usually not subtle though He usually tells an obvious lie And then says
1: Fools I was lying obviously This is the th- the biggest thing that convinces me Is that, that this isn't Kojima Is Kojima's things get worked out far quicker than this I'm skipping over I'm gonna skip over a lot of the really tenuous shit But the Blue Box Games YouTube banner image Is a bunch of hills Like silent hills <laughs> Fuck me The term Blue Box is a term for a phone scam, so this is clearly a scam, it's not a real thing. Uh-huh. The company's LinkedIn profile uses stock images.
2: Clearly not a real person. Hey, hold on, hang on. I gotta go back to the blue box. Yeah. How old was the person? Who drew that distinction. Mm. I I know, I know. A blue box hasn't even worked in like 30 years.
0: I mean, if if people are poring over this fastidiously, then they're probably Googling every little element.
1: Yeah, we're, we're talking about like, at one point in a trailer, maybe you can see the letters P and T oh. covered by <laughs> some trees. <laughs> and therefore
0: it's secretly PT. Fuck. But... I've got PT tomorrow, maybe
1: I am Silent Hills. Yeah, so a few months later, this is where the the whole thing starts getting a lot of suspicion around it, is Blue Box Games reveals that uh, Abandoned is getting a PS5 app which will let players run the game's trailers in real time running in-engine on the PS5, which I will admit that is not a thing that happens. That is eye-catching it is
2: um that is unusual it's the sort of thing that you would expect perhaps from a developer that has a long storied relationship with a uh, major platform
1: yeah A lot of people drew the comparisons to, like, P.T. being a playable trailer. People were basically like, hey, this seems weirdly elaborate for an indie dev who's never released a major game before to be doing on PlayStation 5. This is probably the weirdest thing that happened, and it's, for many people, the smoking gun that convinced them this is definitely a Kojima game. People point out that, um, the Twitter handle for the studio is BB Game Studios, BB was the name of the baby in Death Stranding. <sighs> it, there's, I'm trying to skim through this. There's a lot of... <laughs> this is the skimmed version. Um, the developer's name is Hassan Kamran, which is the initials HK. They're the same as Hideo Kojima's initials. Lots of tweets from this developer happen at around 3am Netherlands time, where the developers apparently... Based, but that would be like 10 a.m in japan
2: would be a much more reasonable time to tweet and i've never known a developer uh, in my life who was awake and on twitter at 3 a.m local time yeah that just doesn't happen what are you crazy these are all nine to five people
1: i'm nearly done with the <gasps> list of this
2: shit so um
1: hassan commands psn Profile has 1,238 trophies The same as a number That appears in a Japanese Silent Hill Commercial (laughs) The developer is playing a game on on His PSN profile that isn't Available for people to buy That has a Junji Ito Reference in the image and Silent Hills was meant to be made With Junji Ito (sighs) And This developer's surname translates to Hideo from one language to another because they both mean hero in their various languages. And this is the last, the last fucking thing. This guy makes a bunch of low-level iOS games, all of which aren't for sale anymore, but one of them is called Personal Training Program or PT Program. Because it's PT, he's Kojima. (sighs) So... That is, look, I've been resisting talking about this story because, like, up until recently, this has been curious internet suspicion hole. People going, is this a thing, maybe? In the last week or so, the developer has on a every couple of days basis been tweeting, I am aware of the rumors and suspicion. I am not Kojima. I am not connected to Konami. This is not Silent Hills. Do not set your expectations for Silent Hills. This is not being helped by a couple of things. First of all, Jason Schreier, he's since retracted it, but he went, oh, oh, I, this is 100% Silent Hills. Ooh. Which whipped up a lot of people into... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whipped up a lot of people into being convinced. And he's since drawn that back, but a lot of people have gone, well... Shreya knows what he's on about. Jeff Keighley has agreed to show this game off during Summer Game Fest, and everyone's obviously drawn the connection. Keighley and Kojima are real good friends that love to do weird collusion stuff together, so, you know, if Keighley's involved, it's definitely Kojima. And probably the thing that's helping least if this is legitimately an indie dev is that Kojima Productions keeps liking every one of this developer's fucking tweets. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh
2: my god
0: no (laughs) he sniffs one chance to lie to people to tell one of his his arbitrary lies that are kind of harmless but pointless at the same time he sniffs a chance to stoke the fires of that and he takes it and i sort of respect it
2: well that's that's what i'm starting to wonder i'm starting to wonder if hideo kojima and (laughs) jeff keely aren't you know like Boosting this guy And now this poor guys is freaking out
1: Yeah so here's the thing There are arguments to be made about whether this guy Did or did not lean into The attention he was getting when the conspiracy Started mm-hmm. but it seems Very clear if this is a real indie developer Who is not Kojima That he is getting overwhelmed and he's Starting to panic about what the, the response Is going to be when he reveals his game uh, He posted the day before we record This he posted a video on, on Twitter a video of himself Talking and basically going, hi, I am the developer of this game. I'm not Kojima. He seems teary and a bit, you know, nervous in the video. And is like, he also says he's not an actor. Yeah, he's like, I'm not an actor. Please trust me. I am a sincere person making a game that is not a Kojima
2: Hills. He's in such a position where he has to specifically make that distinction when he says this. And, you know, there's no winning or losing here, because if you don't draw attention to the possibility that you might be an actor, but then, you know, like... Yeah, so, like, here's the thing,
1: let's be honest, it's entirely possible this could still be a Kojima thing, because Kojima has done bullshit like this before, but it seems increasingly likely that this is an indie dev of a game that is not Silent Hills. I feel real bad
2: for where this is how this potentially might play out because... No, I feel bad for how this will play out. Let's not say how this could play out because how it could play out is merely a matter of degree.
1: Yes. He's already got people fucking threatening to, you know... Attack him for for quote unquote lying to them. Jeez. If this isn't Silent Hills, and it looks like it could potentially be a real big fucking shitstorm. Leaping to conclusions and using it as an excuse to
0: harass people—that sounds so unlike the world of games. Fucking hell. The
1: thing that's depressing about this is there's only really two ways this can play out, which is either it isn't. Silent Hills, it's not made by Kojima This is legitimately a game from a small little indie developer In which case I really fucking feel for them And how things are going to go for them in the next few days Or, this is a Kojima game And that teary video was all a ruse And a direct lie to people's faces And this really was a, a marketing thing for Silent Hills In which case, Kojima has absolutely fucked up things for the future And is going to result in so many other incidents of people being convinced they found video games and getting themselves disappointed over nothing.
0: Neither way this plays out is great. Not really. Not really,
1: no. Yeah. I'm not going to rule out
0: the Kojima's involved.
2: Yeah, I can't rule it out.
1: Could very well be. I'm not ruling it out, but I don't think it's the most likely situation. No. No, I'm
0: sceptical. Very sceptical. Because again, like we've we've said, Kojima is usually way more obvious than this.
1: Yeah. There There is a big mountain of situational things that you could look at and go, okay, if this is a Konjima thing, I can see how this would be legit. But so much of what is there is incredibly tenuous and conditional and only really looks like evidence if you're already looking at it to be evidence and Kojima's not usually this subtle. Like, if this was a thing, I would have expected him to come out on the opening night of Summer Games Fest with someone with, like, a wrestler's mask on pretending to be an indie dev or something, and Jeff Keighley doing a sly nudge-nudge wink-wink. Like, that. that's the level of lie I would expect. By Friday of this week, we're going to know what what it is, and I suspect next week there will be a portion of this show that will be... Hey so that that happened and it probably didn't go great no matter what. Yeah. But it's reached the point where it felt it needed to be addressed because it's become like a weirdly big story this week. People being very convinced one way or the other. But yeah. We have some other we have some other stories this week. Activision Blizzard boss Bobby Kotick's 155 million dollar pay package approved by shareholders. Well, that's it. Scum, filth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: The the billionaire got more money
2: for all the value he brings.
1: <sighs> he only this time got got approval by fifty four percent of shareholders, oh. not the fifty six point eight he had last year. It's so unethical. Slightly fewer people were happy with that amount. It's so unethical. It is.
0: It is. When Gamergate, which was weird by the way, first started. One of the first things I said was, why are you going after indie devs? Corporations are unethical and corrupt, and they're taking you for a fucking ride. And people went, oh, that's low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Like It's the only fucking fruit that matters. You know why it's so low-hanging?
2: Because all of the resources are swelled inside it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's so much of that uh. fruit that it's weighing the tree down. Of course it's low to the ground. Activision exists to make Bobby Kotick and a handful of other men rich. Uh. That's all it's there for. It's a scam as far as I'm concerned. Well, their whole tax dodging scheme is a scam. Yeah, Bobby Kotick's position as CEO is a scam. It is someone who has a net worth of 7 billion dollars he is a billionaire just one billion dollars is more than anyone needs and an immoral amount of money to have and he finds
1: it important to keep taking Million a year. There's one bit of this story that I wanted to to note, because I mentioned before like, hey, he got 54% of shareholders voted to give him this money. I'm just going to read this section of the story verbatim. The say on pay vote was advisory, which means that even if Activision Blizzard had lost the vote, Kotick still would have collected his $155 million, though doing so without shareholder approval would have been a bad look. The fact he got this got approved in a vote essentially is a formality to have him not look rude. It's performative. Yeah, he'd have taken it anyway. Of course he would. But he just wanted to be like, well, they said I could have it. That's all that vote was. Bobby Kotick's a fucking billionaire who could have
0: covered every single salary of every single layoff that company's ever had and chooses not to. Every billionaire chooses not to help people. Every billionaire... Financially has the power of a god. In a capitalist society, billionaires are gods. And they are idle, greedy, thieving gods. Let's not forget, the amount of money the American public lost is equal... To the amount of money billionaires made during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. Coronavirus was used to initiate a massive wealth transfer from regular people to the mega rich. Bobby Kotick's existence as a billionaire goes against common decency. And he still wants more money. It is an alien thought process that a billionaire has. Yeah. He's taking tens of millions of of dollars and he doesn't need a cent of it, nor will his family ever. You can't run out of billions of dollars.
1: Yeah, you cannot spend it fast enough to not have it. There's an interesting interview that's worth looking up if if you're interested in the stuff behind games with the developers behind Among Us in a sloth. Uh, If you remember when that game sort of became a big deal last summer It had been out for a long time And just sort of potted along as a little indie game And suddenly exploded in popularity Almost overnight There is a really interesting uh, interview with the developers Where they basically talk about Understandably how incredibly overwhelming it was To suddenly have the eyes of the world on your game That no one had been paying attention to Mm -hmm. They talk about the fact that there was An internal sense of pressure to get the game on to consoles while the uh the excitement was still there which meant like oh usually you know ports of a game will take like six months to a year we'll try and get it done in three months while making updates for the game and getting the servers working so everyone can play it at once and i'm glad that game did well for them but also it's a really interesting interview if you just want to get a sense of what those kind of situations are like it's it's an interesting watch oh here's a fun story you know how Facebook bought Oculus? I do recall that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, VR's the future. It is. <sighs> I know someone who thinks that
0: a lot. Actually, Ben Kachera, when has he last spoken about VR?
2: Uh, it's been. A- I mean, you know, and I know. I still know of a few people out there who are big advocates, and mm-hmm. I really like VR. My mum really likes VR. I bought her a VR
1: headset recently, and we will occasionally play VR games together from a distance over the internet. And it's nice to be able to wave at each other in the pandemic. And I wish I liked VR. I do, I really do. Um,
0: I find it just too much hassle and. You know, too many of the games knock me
1: sick. That's fair. I like VR. Unfortunately, when it's like the Oculus Quest, I like a standalone headset. I can just pop on, press a button. It's up and running. I don't need to set up base stations or anything. It just works. And that is why it was such a shame when Facebook bought Oculus and started shoving Facebook functionality into the headsets. And here's the most recent story. Um, Facebook started, or at least announced plans To start testing advertisements within games Within your headset Basically, do you want to have Facebook ads in your virtual world? Get
0: the fuck away from me Yeah, The industry has enough money It pretends it doesn't It has so much Billions and billions pour into the game industry And they plead poverty because they just want Uh. more They don't need more, they want it Bobby's got to oh, have another
1: meal. Yeah. So the sort of thing that I think makes this story interesting is the, the first example of this was going to be a game called uh, Blaston or Blaston. And the developers have announced that after the huge wave of backlash that this story ended up getting, they will not be putting Facebook ads in their game which, hooray, that's good, but it feels like it's kicking the can down the line. Some other developer's going to be happy to be the first one to do it. They're tendrils. We've got little tendrils coming out. This is
0: what the industry does. It always sees what it can get away with. It'll scale back to make its previous oversteps not look so bad. And people will say that it's not so bad because it's not that. The industry does this.
2: Yeah. They'll say it's not bad because it's not worse. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I used to absolutely evangelize the Oculus Quest as, like, look, price-wise, ease of of setting it up and using it, it was a wonderful piece of tech that I very much recommended if someone wants to get into VR, that's the headset to check out. And the longer Facebook owns Oculus, the harder that recommendation becomes. And it's not going to get any easier to recommend over time. Nah. Like I just I just want to be able to purchase a VR headset that the stuff is built into the headset and I can just pop it on and turn it on and pay for games. Yeah. That's what
0: I want. You know before one transitions, they have they look back and they see various clues. Yeah. Someone pointed out that time I was trying VR and <laughs> looked up uh, was was looking at point of view porn from
1: the perspective of a woman. <laughs> And talking about how very
0: interesting that is.
1: Oh, one of my first experiences with VR, with um, one of the old uh, Oculus dev k- kits from back in the day, was a game that was a first-person perspective game from the perspective of a woman, and I remember putting that on and having a look down and being like, "Huh, I'm welling up and getting all emotional, and I don't know why. What's mm. going on here? It's all good. What's oh. what's what's this? Nothing to learn from this. <laughs> discard Video-ed games. Discard. discard this memory. I
0: fucking love being trans. Being trans is fucking great. It's fucking great, isn't it? I didn't tell you all about my blue dick. Well, I've told Conrad. <laughs> I
1: didn't. Tell- I don't know about your blue dick. <laughs>
0: I, I I accidentally made my dick blue on Friday. Um, it was on the train to Pittsburgh. Uh, I sometimes take the train. I need to get Kimberly more bookings at places I'm at so that I can get a ride. It's quicker. But Conrad and I were on the train. I can't believe I forgot to tell him. I immediately messaged Phoenix to be like, I got a blue dick told about this I want this info this sounds great right this is it I can't believe I haven't told everyone I can't believe that didn't start this podcast it's not blue anymore it's alright but I had a blue dick on Friday I used the toilet in the train and you know why they've got chemicals that flush stuff. <laughs> yes. I made the mistake of still being sat on the toilet <laughs> I was like just yeah. just give it a flush while I'm here you know sometimes you yeah. just want to give it a double go and then I felt the wet <laughs> I felt the wet kiss of trouble upon my knob, and then my little girl, it was blue. The oh chemicals no. got all over me. Um, I mean, let's face it, it got everywhere—literal blue balls. <laughs> I mopped it off. Uh, Luckily, you know, it was harmless until I was able to get it clean. Um, You know, didn't blister or nothing. But I can't believe, I mean, that's just what my brain is like with the the attention issues, is like it should have been the first thing I said to Conrad, (laughs) and I should have said it loudly.
2: (laughs) So that all of business class could hear. Oh,
0: yeah. If Justin was there because I I enjoy doing it with him, I would have immediately walked up to him and said way too loudly, I've got a blue dick now. (laughs) I can't believe I didn't tell. I'm so annoyed at myself. It wasn't the first thing I said to you. Um, But yeah, it was blue. (laughs) (laughs) Eiffel 65 would have been proud. (laughs)
1: Oh, so we, we got a couple of stories left very quickly Oh okay um, Cyberpunk, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 is back on PlayStation consoles PlayStation is not going to stop people from buying it on, PS, on the base PS4 But they do warn you don't fucking buy it on the base PS4 But now that it's available people have been able to have a look and go Okay what needed to happen to make this work okay on the PS4 Pro? Most of the vehicles no longer exist. And most of the people walking around the world no longer exist. And even with those compromises, it's, it still doesn't work properly on the base PS4. So that's where that game's at. Ha 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 ha. ha
0: ha ha. That's what I've got to say to
1: that, folks. That's that's my full summary on that one. Uh-huh. Oh, nah. And one last quick story. Uh, this, this started happening last summer, but it's continuing to happen. Pokemon Go continues to roll back a bunch of the stuff they did during the pandemic that acted as good accessibility features for disabled players the big one they're doing at the moment they massively increased the distance at which you could spin poker stops so you could you know a lot more people were able to spin one from home that was you know close enough yeah they're rolling that back they're rolling back all of the ways that you could get bonus items they're rolling back all of the basically everything that would have made it easier for you to play From home if that was something you needed to do That
0: is horses bunkum Yeah I am sickened, I mean we all knew it was coming But I'm sickened by the amount of things that have rolled back That, you know, the, I hesitate to say good Because you don't want to say good came from like a pandemic this shitty But Things that did make stuff more convenient for those with accessibility issues.: Yeah And, and things that were good for
1: businesses and shit. like yeah, they, they were making the most money they'd ever made, yeah. during the time that they introduced these things. These did not hurt the bottom line. I
0: don't know if I mentioned it on Podquisition. I know I mentioned it somewhere, but like yeah. Philadelphia rolling back like the outside dining and, and mm-hmm. being able to drink, yeah. like cocktails and stuff outside.
2: And to be fair, there is currently some stuff going through uh, in legislation and the mayor supports having that as a permanent thing. Yeah, so. I'm
0: all about that. Me and Big Callux. Cocktails in hand. Seeing an ice cream van and wandering over. I mean... That's magical! What, what is that if not, if not a magical life? The moon goddess herself couldn't have given me a better life than that. I mean, I didn't get an ice cream, but... Th- I could have. That's the point.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that that sucks. I'm glad I fucking bailed on that game. Yeah, that is despicable. But I went from daily active player to completely just quitting playing last summer. I've moved all my, my shiny Pokemon over. That was the only thing I was going in once a week to just bail all my shinies out of it, and I've finished doing that now. It's not like after all these years you get huge crowds turning up at parks.
0: At least I don't imagine... Like, back when it was a big craze? Like, is it truly worth, like, forcing everyone outside and fucking off the... Well, it's literally not. Like you said, they made money hand over fist. Exactly. And, like, look, I, I, as someone who
1: was, like, one of those people who... I I still, like, I, I just haven't gotten around to leaving them a couple of, like, Discord groups and Facebook groups in my local area where people play and, like... There are still people who, like, if you if you keep these things in place, they're still going out and playing because they like the in-person interaction. They're not going out because they have to. They're going out because they enjoy that experience. If you leave these things in place, people will still go out and play. Yeah. People who can will still do so because they enjoy that experience. I mean, it's just sad. Yeah. How
0: quickly... These companies and workplaces for people, you know, suddenly forcing people back. Just how quickly they will fuck everyone over the moment it becomes possible again. Yeah. People don't need to go to workplaces. No. Almost always. Most offices are a waste of space. Let's be honest. Unless they're home offices. And and they only want you there as a form of control. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Kotick shouldn't be a billionaire. No one should be. No one should be a billionaire. Fire Bobby Kotick. That's all the news. Yeah. We did it. We did the news. I tell you what, this has been a fucking good podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been a fucking good episode. Hell fucking yeah. We got loads of video game chat in, and I got to talk bollocks for 18 minutes. I mean, <laughs> not to make it all about me, but what more do I want? <laughs> not a lot. Oh, Laura. Are we done? Do we think? I think, I think, we think we're done. Okay. I think we're done. Okay. I think. Um Laura, me, some people you know, don't want to be thrown into the void of silence oh. um, Being alone with their own thoughts, I don't like it That's fucking scary No, no sad times um, How could they possibly fill their lives with more content?
1: Laura does in all the places Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Patreon That's the one that pays the bills if you, if you fancy throwing me some cash there Twitch streams, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10pm UK 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific I upload episodes of Access Ability every Friday on YouTube, i got books, Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now, Things I Learned From Mario's Butt, that's out now, Gender Euphoria, that's out now, everyone seems to be loving that one, go check it out. Uh, There are podcasts, Pixel Squirt, it's about video game porn, Queer and Pleasant Strangers, which is about stuff that I do in the week that isn't video games. Occasionally. I'm on Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. It's its own story every season, so jump in wherever you like. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. And Conrad,
2: you were on that show for a bit. I sure was, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Conrad Zimmerman. Uh, you can watch me on Twitch uh, four days a week at a variety of times. The schedule's all there, twitch.tv slash thatconradzimmerman. Uh, You can buy Anti-Capitalist Propaganda from me at pinfultruth.com or audiobooks at conradreads.com. And you can hear me on some other podcasts. Let's Talk About Snacks. Talking About Snacks with uh, Lauren Morgan and Linda Camiolo. And uh, spinoff doctors, new spinoff doctors coming hopefully soon. And... Doing that Mortal Kombat 2021 and uh, you can, all of the stuff I do online is supported on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Fistshark. And you know who else has a Patreon? Why, it's James Stephanie Sterling.
0: <gasps> okay, it's starting to look convincing, but I still don't support it. That's this week's unbidden opinions on my transition. <laughs> uh, you could support me on Patreon. At-
2: Let's not. Can we not? Could that not be a segment? <laughs>
0: But there's so many,
2: none of them are (laughs) bidden.
0: Oh, dear. Uh, Probably won't be every week, but, you know, whenever one hits my top five, uh, (laughs) patreon.com slash gymquisition. Um, If you go on there, like, thank you so much for the support. Like, it really has been overwhelming lately. Um, Thank you so much for that. Um, You can see me Twitch. Actually, I might start doing that. Yeah, just twitching? People have paid to see that. Oh, sure. Uh, Yeah, you can see me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jim Sterling. I aim for Tuesdays, but sometimes it's Mondays, and at some point I will do a schedule. I want to do it more. I'm really liking it lately, like like even more so than I had been. Really enjoying it, looking for some times I can secure to to stream more. Um, Of course, the VOD of Rise Returns will be available at some point. Enjoy wrestling every week for the next, like, four. Five weeks. Uh, enjoy wrestling Thursdays, eight PM Eastern. It's a new episode of Canned Heat, and I am in them. And July third, Polyam Cult Party four, four PM Eastern with a pre-show by the lovely Laura at three thirty PM. Current plan is it will air on Twitch TV slash Jim Sterling, and you know if if the rise stream is anything to go by, y'all are gonna have like fun, and there's gonna be a great turnout. Can't wait. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening, all the support and everything. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Shit on me biscuits.
1: I was the podcast cop all along. What?